Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 545 of the Drunk Sister Podcast. I'm as always. I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man. The wrong way. The man. The myth. The legend himself. Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'll tell you what, dude. Other than being kind of sicker at this moment, and I'm doing okay. I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, tired or anything or anything of that sort and stuff. I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling fine currently. Look fine, Gables. Look good. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that though, other than that though, I've just been playing a little bit of games here and there, mostly trying to get some work stuff like done and situated and stuff. Since uh, I'm pretty much going to be doing a lot of stuff on my own for the next week, so I'm getting prepped for that type of stuff. But at the same time, I did play some Resident Evil Four Remake. Didn't play a hell of a lot. I did start the game. I did finish. I did finish some bits of it and stuff. So I'm happy about that. But other than that though, I'm Pretty much doing good. How about yourself, Tyler? <sighs> that was a little harder than normal. Better now, Gables. Better now. Um, you know, just clanging and banging as always. Uh, it's been just watch the uh, Caitlin fucking Clark do it again for the Iowa women in basketball. Going to the championship game, baby. First time I've ever seen uh, an Iowa team play for uh, an actual like national championship. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm an, yeah. I'm a, I am a uh, nervous wreck. Um, Gable saw me the last like five minutes of the game. It was I was not doing great, um, but uh, we won it. It's great. Well, they won it, so that's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, it's been a it's been a pretty nice little week. You know, the weather it was like 75 today, which is always great. Um, wow. It went from like okay. 75 and sunny to like hail and the roads are flooded. Back to 75 and sunny in like 20 minutes, and then tornadoes and shit. But other than that, it's been good. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm just you know, as always, you know, Gables just clanging and banging. I'm gonna take a sip of this beer. Drinking the Gables again. I've got a few left. Yeah. Mm. Tastes good. Tastes good. Uh, it's hitting really good right now. Uh, celebratory beer. It's a Friday night. We're recording on a Friday. Um, typically record Saturday nights. If you're a first time or listener, or first you know whatever you've been here since the beginning. Uh, typically we do this on Saturday nights, but uh, Gables was nice enough to uh, change the schedule around. I'm uh, I got birthday dinner tomorrow. Uh, it's, a, it's a busy weekend, Gables. We got a very busy weekend. We got the podcast tonight. Yeah, uh, we got WrestleMania on Saturday, WrestleMania on Sunday. Um, I got a, I got a dinner Saturday. I got a dinner Sunday. A lot of shit going on, Gables. Nice. Popular guy this weekend. Um, but uh, no, I don't know. You know, doing pretty good. You know, it's just been it's been a nice little week. It's we're getting a nice time of the year. Uh, same with you playing playing Resident Evil Four. I'm pretty far into it. We'll talk about that later though. Um, but Gables. Actually, before we get into it, if you guys are liking this, um, you know, just please go look in the show description down below. See the links to our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, all those fun things. Please like, follow, subscribe, all those places, shares, five-star reviews, uh, comments. Tell us what you guys think of the show. It would be nice. We're, we're, we're sensitive souls. Um, you know, tell us what you think, though. Uh, we really appreciate it. But also, most importantly, share it with your friends. Leave those nice reviews. more people do stuff like that, the more it helps us out. More people can see us. Um, and like I said, we would really appreciate it if you did that for us. But Gables, it's yeah. a moment of silence for the death okay. of you three. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you for that, Gables. I don't know if I wanted to be a sarcastic yeah. asshole about it or not, but sorry for once, let's not do it. Um, Gables E3 is dead again. Um, yep. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. It's it just will not die. 
so it just won't die. Um, so I guess so. GDC uh, Game Developer Conference was in San Francisco last week, and a big thing going on there. Used to, a lot of developers usually like more like learning. It's like that's kind of like we're like the original like when we learned about Breath of the Wild development cycle of that where we found out like they built like the link the original Zelda like they made an eight bit version of Breath of the Wild and they that's how they messed with the chemistry system. Like that's where a lot of that stuff came from, and people can go and like uh, journalists, people can go and like play a lot of like small, usually typically a lot of smaller games um, there, like maybe some like you know some bigger game like uh, Liza P was it was there and stuff like that, but simply like l- learn more about like how how the you know how the um, hot dog is made and stuff. But uh, there's a lot of discussion there. You know, this is the end of March. This is going on, and people were like you know talking about E3 plans and everybody a lot of the people uh either like higher ups or people you know like just you know spokes on a wheel people uh we're all talking about like what the plans we're asking each other what's the plan for e3 and they're like well we don't know what's going on which the event's two months away <laughs> you think you'd have things are yeah. you know concrete plan you hear about all the time like you know like ign and stuff like talks about like they start having meetings for e3 in like november december uh yes they you know, do because i gotta like figure out who's going, making a booth, all that, like planning hotels, stuff like that. And like, I mean, you got to imagine for developers and publishers, it starts even earlier than that. Like you hear about sometimes actually with companies like they've already planned multiple E3s out because they got to like put together those, those gameplay demos or those, uh, the trailer stuff like that. Um, and some of those could take up, you know, a year plus to make. Um, in fact, there were two months away and people don't even know if they're going or if it's even happening. So then over the weekend, there started being some yeah. rumor, some rumors going on about uh, it being canceled. And then Monday, VGC dropped uh, some breaking news that uh, Ubisoft had dropped out, and they were like the one big uh, developer that was like, "Yeah, we'll be there." Publisher, not developer, was going to be there. Like we heard, like no one else had confirmed it, but there was like it looked like Sega, Tencent, Embracer Group, um, Konami was going to be there. But no, like confirmations outside of Ubisoft, um, and then IGN broke on Tuesday that Sega and Tencent had, uh, even though they weren't officially announced, had, a, but they did confirm that they had backed out or they weren't going to be at E3. Um, Devolver Digital that does like, you know, they always have like fantastic press conferences, like the, the digital events that they do. Yeah, they're always hilarious, and they show off some pretty great games. Uh, they always have like a E3, like their E3 thing is in the parking lot of the E3 um, LA convention center. And yeah. uh, they announced that they would not be at, in the parking lot that year, but they did say that they would be with summer game fest. And then Ubisoft announced on, I believe Wednesday or Thursday night that they would be with summer game fest. So two people that Jeez. were initially part of E3 were no longer, were switching to summer game fest. Um, and then there were some rumors that they were going to be flat out canceled. And then Thursday afternoon, I believe it was. Yeah, Thursday afternoon, they officially announced that um, oh, IGN actually scooped it and announced uh, Rebecca Valentine there. She's also the one that initially reported that the big three, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, would not be mm-hmm. at the press conference. And eventually we did find out that was actually, in fact, the case. Um, she announced that they were going to, that E3 was officially canceled. And then about an hour later, uh, Repop ESA announced that, yes, in fact, it is canceled. Um, some of the stuff going on, though, is. Uh, ESA talked about how like this things weren't going to line up with people were going to have stuff ready, uh, which I believe to a certain extent, some of those people like maybe weren't going to be there because they didn't have things ready. 
that is fair. Um, and we've also we've we you know we've seen during the COVID, a lot of um, these big companies have like slashed their like their budgets for events because there were no events going on, and sure. you know, like I think Activision at one point laid off the entire like esport team and the uh, their event teams all that uh, in 2020. Um, or like it, maybe they didn't lay a bunch of people off, or but, but they like reorganized the people to different areas, or they just completely slashed the budgets. Like we see, PlayStation doesn't even had they stopped going to E3. Bef, you know, they didn't go in 2019 before COVID. Uh, now they just do their own thing, and we've seen that kind of go more and more of the case. Um, but uh, so that was part of what ESA said. Uh, but what it sounds like really what it is was that. You know, Repop was gonna was putting the event together, which they've been trying to they've been trying to get the ESA to let them do it for years now. But ESA is like, this is our big money maker. We want to make as much money as possible without with, with spending as little money as possible. Um, so they finally, but you know, after multiple years of this, Repop they finally let Repop do it, but they didn't give them a very long leash to do it. They like or no, not very very long very long timeline rather to do it. Uh, they had less than a right, year to put right, to basically figure out what is E3 now. Because the old E3 just wasn't working anymore. For I mean, we still loved it, because but we just love the game announcements, the press conferences. But for the developers, um, they weren't really loving it because they weren't really getting anything out of it. They were like ESA was charging um, some of the costs out there was like they're charging hundreds of dollars per square foot at the Jeez. at the convention center. Plus, I think it was like. They would charge it was like forty or fifty thousand dollars to build a booth there on top of that, and then they would charge you for like internet and uh, all that like, and you had to charge per like you know um, kiosk setup stuff like that. And then you also got to you know if you're the company, you also got to pay to fly your people out there. Then you got to like pay to like have your team build these demos or build these trailers or whatever. Take time out of development to do all this. So and like we talked about like PlayStation, big reason they dropped out was they were spending ten plus million dollars every year. To put on the press conference, to then also have a booth, uh, and that's why you've seen like you know Xbox and Bethesda and EA, uh, EA all do like it was cheaper for them to rent out their own convention center or like a conference room mm-hmm. at a hotel, to, and then be inside E3 and just like we'll just be across the street or down the street. Um, so, anyways, sound like Repop. Everything was going on. Um, Jeff Grubb and a bunch of other people, uh, VGC and stuff like that, all reported that Repop actually did exactly what all the developers wanted. The publishers wanted, uh, made it, it was way more affordable. I guess the, the prices were like a 10th of a percent of what they would charge in years past. So it was way more affordable to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with, and like, they were like, they were making it more friendly for what they wanted. Uh, you know, getting more eyeballs on things and just you know, making the floor space work better. Uh, you know, because Repop puts together the um the packs and stuff like that. Like that's their thing. Like they're the best of the business at this. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, it just was not coming together. And like I said, these studios, uh, these publishers, these developers, like they have their stuff planned out months in advance, or they want to be. And it's like, hey, we're two months out, and you don't have, you're not ready. Uh, and they were like, there's a lot of radio silence on their end, so that's why you saw like Ubisoft drop out, and like they're doing their own event in LA still, because they were they were ready to do one with E3, but because all the issues going on with them not being ready, they said, "Well, back out. We're just gonna do our own thing." And then they are now they're working with Summer Game Fest. So that's kind of what in, in led to the cancellation of 2023. Was 
repop they they you know they finally ESA finally gave it a repop but unfortunately they just they gave in too late and didn't give them enough time to do the thing that they wanted and I don't know it was like kind of how how are you feeling about E3 being canceled and do you think we'll see it again Honestly, with enough time and effort and stuff, I could see E3 coming back again in a different form, kind of like a summer, similar to how Summer Games Fest is. In that regard, you know, I am still sad that it's canceled for this year, but at the same point, cost-cutting, this and that, plus all this other conveniences that are up and afloat and stuff, it makes sense why many publishers and developers want to go a different route, like a digital route, and have their own thing presented at it way they want to present because what's better to have like it's better to have like your own set day or your own set time period like or yeah throughout the month of june maybe in some portions july give or take what but uh what better way to present your game and like your future quintessential what you're going to be releasing in the next six months to a year plus than just having your own individual thing besides going to a catalog of an entire week clustered with all these different types of announcements and stuff like that. I mean, you and I have done E3 coverage stuff for the podcast stuff a now decade? for like the past Since like 2013. a decade yeah. and stuff. Since 2013 and that crazy ass thing with the whole PS4 yeah, was the Xbox One yeah. reveal. The whole yeah. Xbox One like debacle. Sports, 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 cable, all the cable, way up cable. Until Connect. Yep. Yep. So we started covering that. And then like the last thing that we covered for like E3 in its physical form before the whole pandemic stuff happened was 2019. And we were disappointed. Well, 2021 was a really we bad We were one. definitely. Yeah. 2021 was a really bad 2019 one stuff, was not but... great. 2019 had its moments, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, yeah. it was not the, it was not the best. The most memorable one I can think of is Keanu Reeves saying, oh no. Yeah. Like the, Keanu you know, Reeves was the highlight that. of that E3. Yeah. But what was the writing on the wall is like E3 in its current in its current iteration was not working like it like it was in years past, regardless of like cost, regardless of like what companies wanted to try to present their products and stuff. I mean, it was definitely time for a change, but unfortunately, it's not going to be something that we're going to be seeing this year. However, because we have an alternative that is Summer's Games Fest with different with how Jeff Keighley wants to go and present this stuff. I mean, granted, we are still going to have our slew of game announcements going on through the summer yeah. months. It's just gonna, not going to be in that week thing that we're kind of expecting, that we were expecting years past, and we're kind of spoiled with since, like, the mid-90s, yeah, I think this was essentially. Like 27 years. Minus two, because yeah. 2020 and 2022, we didn't have one, so. But essentially, I mean, I can think of days where I did not see... E3 press conferences up until like around the early 2000s, yeah. at least. I mean, we I'd read mentions of them, and even like a Space World and the Nintendo yeah. would hold or something like that back around 20 years ago, like through gaming magazines back then, and then going online on different forums and seeing how this goes through and was announced, or even like towards the mid 2000s when, like the Wii was announced at like a, like a developer's conference and everything else. But uh, yeah, the whole thing about E3 and of itself, it was a giant spectacle. There were a lot of fantastic moments that happened throughout these events, but as the rise of digital and the rise of convenience stuff has been made readily apparent is uh, 
this past iteration and stuff is just not evolved enough to go and sustain what the needs are for the current generation of gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those weird things because like I think for us like like if we kept having E3 as is, I would I like I would I've talked about it over and over again like E3 is the name, but if I can just have that type of thing, just like four or five days of just craziness and games like we've always had, that's yeah. all I want. Like I don't need whether it's Summer Game Fest or E3 or somebody else comes in and takes over. Um, that's you know that's all I want. Um, because I love it. It is legitimately one of my favorite times of the year. Um. Like it's mm-hmm. like there's extra life and then there's E3 are probably like my one and one a favorite times of the year uh, for video games. Um, and like, I always look, look forward to that. Like I always would take like the days off of work so I can watch them all. Uh, it's just fun being in the moment going on, like going online and like, it's like, it's even like, you know, friends that are like, they play games, but they don't really pay attention. You know, they don't really know when the happening. It's like, even they're talking mm-hmm. about all the shit's going on. Like, um, I love it. And it's just like everybody losing their mind, getting to see the live reactions. Like, yeah, we could like, you know, Nintendo directs the, uh, these events will still happen. We're still getting an Xbox showcase. We're still getting a Ubisoft showcase. Yep. Like we're still getting like summer game fest is going to have their opening, uh, night live opening. I can't remember what it's called. Um, we're still gonna have their event. The third, the third on the June 8th, I believe the Thursday before E3 was supposed to be. Um, yeah, like we're still going to have all that, but it's, it's just, it's not going to be the same. Like, uh, we saw like 2020 where like people were like trying to take over. We talked about a million times where like there was just like because we knew E3 like there was that name mattered because like we knew like maybe yeah there was disappointing press conferences here and there but like we knew big shit could happen at these things you know um, it's like you know in a wrestling term it's like WrestleMania like we expect big things at WrestleMania and then there's all there, there's 12 pay-per-views a year. Uh, or there's 12 big events a year from WWE, but we knew there was like three or four shows a year where big things would happen. And E3 is kind yes. of that. Like there's like three or four big events, big press conferences that we know big shit could happen. Um, and obviously, you know, like Nintendo Direct kind of broke off from that and changed it up a little bit. But like, I don't know, like, I think part of it too is going to suck is like, um, you know, initially for a long time, it was like, we don't need the big live audience stuff we can just just do the direct thing i pushed that for years and then COVID happened and then everybody finally went and did that like we saw state of plays before that but like we um but they were still doing like press conferences like for e3 but they were they were doing yes state of plays throughout the year um and then we like it's like man i kind of miss like i love those moments of like the audience losing their fucking mind um when like big enough like god award 2018 being revealed for the first time um, the year of dreams from PlayStation where they announced Shinmu three last guardian comes back and final Fantasy seven remake back to back to back. I think that was 2015. Um, yep. what if I'm having a down day and like, just kind of like, you know, the press kick depression kicking in. I always pull up the game trailers with, uh, Michael Huber. Uh, I think Br- uh, Brad was there. Um, the easy allies guys now, but, uh, back then their game trailers and they did the live reaction to that. And them just losing their fucking mind to the point where Huber starts crying just from the Shimu three music hitting. Uh, like I, that's one of my like all time favorite like videos. Like ever, I was like always just cheers me up. Um, but uh, yeah, like there, like there's just something to like I don't know those live reactions, but like there's just something to like seeing the audience, like hearing the roars. Um, you know, like yeah, like the you're breathtaking with counters. That one that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, in a you know in a pre 
made, edited, uh, canned video. Um, you know, there's been some cool, you know, ones in there too. Like there's like the Nintendo where they did the Adult Swim stuff, um, Robot Chicken. Yes. Or like you know, uh, Reggie versus Water and Smash Brothers type of stuff. Like there's definitely been fun stuff, but uh, like even like the Nintendo World or Championships the... they did like back in like the the Wii U yes. era. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's some, you know, they're E3. You know, like, well, I don't know. E3 has always been awesome. Uh, it just it, it's a bummer. Um, it really is. Like, I was legitimately yeah. sad about it. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, like, uh, these companies spending eight figures to do these events, and it's like, yeah, we could just probably for the fraction of the cost, just, you know, like we can have a couple screens shots up. We don't even have to like Xbox kind of goes next level with it, where they actually have like a stage, like a small stage set up, and like they talk, you know, they have people talking, but it's like. Look at the Nintendo Direct and say to play is like it's just a it's just an, a, a voiceover going from one slide to the next, one commercial to the next. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I I wouldn't be shocked if it comes back. Um, but I think they're in a weird ish, a weird place where even if like they have like a like solid events, the name E3 is so big. I don't know. Like they're almost like in that place where like they're too big to go small. Um, at that point where like. I don't know if they could come back and just be like another a GDC or a PAX East or like even like a Gamescom like um and like that's potentially yeah interesting. like like Gamescom and like uh, Tokyo was it Tokyo Game Show uh like yeah. they're pretty big in their own way but I mean they're not like I don't E3 I think the, is obviously the big one and I don't know if they can like go those steps down um and I, like people, some people I, met, I heard were saying like maybe they just turn into a PAX, which I don't like. Who's like you're not gonna get the big developers to go to E3 for for that for like PAX. Um, you might have a couple kiosks, might have a couple things, but like um, I don't know. Like you're not gonna get like all the people like content creators aren't gonna fly out. Um, you know, IGN, GameSpots, VGCs, like people from all over the world are not gonna fly out to just go to an e3 that's basically a pax um no and like that's another thing that sucks is like the economical impact of this where like there are thousands of people that we that like rely on e3 because like not only like the hotels like the economy around e3 but also people that build the stages that work in the booths um like that is like big paydays for them that they're losing um and then like you also have you have like the content creators, like even if you're not like like IGN's GameSpot's, even but even if you don't care about them, like you're like your favorite YouTuber, your favorite Twitch streamer, like that's like big money for them. That's you know that's big you know coverage for them because that's a lot of you know Joe Schmoes that just you know like we're talking about like our casual game gamers that that like we talk about like oh my god we heard about th- you heard about this that don't even pay attention to gaming news but they know about what's going on E3, like they go to then like that's how they find these people and that's that's a lot of coverage for them. That's how they gain fans. That's how they gain a lot of money is like, you know, people click on their getting views or clicking on their articles or, um, subscribing to them, whatever, or becoming permanent fans after that. Like that's how I found some of the podcasts and, you know, content creators I enjoy now is because of E3. Um, pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that sucks for them too. That's like, that hurts them as well financially. And it's just, it's, it's no good for anybody. Um, and it's just crazy that like, ESA has had this golden goose um, for years and they like everybody like 
we there's people talking about in like the mid 2000s about this thing needs a change and i mean it's been 15 years and that was before like that was like the early early days of like internet like that was when we could first finally start watching these events but not live but like later on um yes you know like i remember like like you were mentioned like i remember like being able to watch some of those early like the ps3 launch uh the ps3 year oh uh, oh, or like even like that remember there was that really weird i think it was the year after the wii launch i think that was e3 2006 nintendo did their their um nintendo event e3 event and the first like 45 minutes of it was sales graphs just talking about how great the wii was selling it's like wow you guys like like they they didn't like i think they announced two games and the rest was just them talking about um how well the thing is selling it's like wow like they just running they're just yeah, I remember that too. That was such a disappointment during that year. Yeah, it was, and I mean that was the early early days too of like because this event was made to like hype like targets and Toys R Us and Best Buys up to buy their games to sell at the store. Like that was what these events were, written. and obviously it turned into what it turned into. Um, but it's just funny the internet, the internet era, and I remember like what really blew it up was like Xbox was so fucking big that they were like on Spike TV back in the day. And then the very first yep. one, I think it was 2009 or 2010, the first fucking live um, E3 they can ever watch, um, event you can ever watch on TV, was the Connect year <laughs> with, with Skittles. Oh. Skittles. It's like, man, one of the worst ones ever. We got to go like, you know, we gotta do the, the rewatch of the E3 events. We did a few of those last year. We need to do those again. And I, I think oh. that's, that's up the list. I mean, yeah, I'm up for another like rewatching things of like old E3 press conferences and stuff like that because a lot of them are really fucking yeah, hilarious. I, I mean, we did the we did the one year and stuff like that with Ubisoft and stuff with Mr. Mr. Caffeine, Caffeine already. Yeah, we did a, we did a couple of Nintendo yeah. ones. Um, yeah, like I, I mean, Ooh. I can't. I, I that's that's high on my list. I want to go back and watch some of those. Like I almost want to I want to watch some of those bad ones before the good ones. Like the, the we need to go back and watch those 2000s ones before we go back and watch any of the more recent ones. I'll tell you what, man. The first time I ever watched an E3 press conference, though, it was through a now defunct channel, G4, and it was through like their coverage upon freaking uh, the Sony PlayStation, then like the the potential like revealing of the PlayStation Three oh for the first God, time. Yeah. And that's where all these old freaking internet memes came from from this With press conference because you had the freaking giant <laughs> enemy crab and stuff. It's so funny. You have a hyper realistic sort of like. Uh, like this hyper realistic thing, and all of a sudden, yeah, here's this giant yeah. enemy crab, and also the whole Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer on five ninety nine ninety nine, and just the the silence of the crowd. Uh, God, man, what a what a time! Like, I, I, I what's hilarious? What what's hilarious? Like Tyler, at that point, the reason why they did that in that way and stuff, it kind of came to like a like harken to the callback of. Uh, that one year in E3, I think back around 95, when like the whole Sega Saturn was launched yeah. and stuff like that, the same day it was announced, PlayStation had yep. their own press conference, awesome. right? And they they basically just undercut the Sega Saturn by saying, oh, yep, yeah, 199 Yeah, I remember that. They <laughs> did this like whole, that? Sega Saturn did the whole thing, shit the bed on it, and they had a whole, PlayStation had a whole event planned out, like a whole like thing ready to go. And literally... Walk, guy walked up there all he said pulled out a piece of paper 199.99 walked up the stage event was over <laughs> and they won they won it right there like and we saw yeah. that again you know a decade later uh or no two decades later um, with the, the ps4 for yeah, the opposite for reaction. PS4. <laughs> well yeah a decade later for the opposite and then a decade after that with you know the ps4 
or they just you know and then the trade how, how do you trade games with the playstation it's just shuya yushida handing i think david lang uh, his copy of the game like you know yeah like i remember crying when they reannounced like last guardian coming back um yeah um i don't know i just what a bummer game was yeah it's like i i, I used totally like flashback to like the the mid 2000s early 2000s even before like 360 like i remember you know gamecube oh, shit, days like yeah. watching i do G4, remember that uh like all game trailer yeah, game trailer, just watching those all fucking day and it was go you know, during the summer yep. i was in school and that's all I, I would just watch those all day and they just do them on repeat over and i just kept watching them it's just like oh God, adam sessler and yeah, people time... and morgan webb out there and i was exactly. like oh, so i remember just as a kid talking to justin my best friend about like dude I just can't wait. I hope we get to go to E3 one day. And it's not going to happen. Most likely. Mm. And even if we did, like, I don't know if, like, I don't think this is E3 we want to go to. So, uh, I don't know, Gables. Uh, big bummer there. I hope, hope yeah. you know, hopefully Summer Game Fest can fill its place. But like I said, if someone could just wrangle all these fuckers up and it's like, hey, we can do it here and plan it out. But, I mean, we still got Ubisoft. We still got um, Xbox. So we still got the Summer Game Fest opening night live. Um, so I got some stuff there. Uh, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe see how, like, you know, Sega, Tencent, uh, Embracer, um, and Konami was supposed to be there too. So who knows? Maybe we'll see. I wonder if, uh, oh, Konami and Keeley got beef. I wonder if they squashed <laughs> the beef. Because, I mean, if, God damn it. If Gables, if we don't get. Metal Gear Solid remake because E3 died. I'm so fucking mad. <sighs> no, you know what's going to happen if like if that company Konami and Jeff Keighley still have beef from way back with the Kojima and stuff, they're going to do it like maybe like right before the Summer Games Fest began or like right after care. or like wait till That's the end fine. of the year. Just do it. I mean, I guess they did their own Silent Hill event last year, so let's just fucking do it. I mean, well, Konami yeah. was supposed to do an event at E3 2020 and then E3 got yep. canceled. And then they're going to do an event at 2021 and they announced it and everything. And then they, at the last minute canceled it. And then they were going to do an event this year and then E3 got canceled. So, uh, that fucking press, like they had a press conference ready to go 40 years ago. And, uh, yep. here we are still waiting. Uh, obviously Silent Hill was a big part of that, but hopefully, hopefully we get there soon. Gables, let's, let's get, let's move on to some good news here. Let's move on to some good news. Let's talk about that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay, Gables. Oh, yes. Um, I did live reacts to it the other day. Um, so um, if you want more of it, like me, like watching it for the first time, uh, check it out on our YouTube channel. Look in the link down below. Um, but Gables, I want to hear your thoughts about the Tears of the Kingdom gameplay. This feels like almost an entirely different game than what Breath of the Wild is. Just from watching the 10 minutes of gameplay that Ayanuma demonstrated, it communicated a couple different things. One, your environment in terms of like moving around also in terms of movement is drastically changed from the original game as it's like you're going to be focusing more upon how to get thing get to point A to point B kind of easier in regards to what is limited, what is like say perceived like from your creative mind quintessentially. And what I'm referring to is like you have the ability to rewind time in order to like rewind movement of certain objects to get up, like down, like on the ground or something like that, all the way up to like some of those Sky Island stuff they got going on. They, you get all this like freaking this ascend thing where you can just go and just transverse 
upwards, like in the roofs of things, or if there's caves, you can get yourself going up. Or one of my favorite things from this whole thing was in regards to the whole fusion between like uh, different weapons and stuff. The example shown was with a tree branch and a rock to make it more durable and kind of look at so crazy. But you know what? You leave it to Nintendo. You also leave it to uh, not just Nintendo in general, but Ayanuma in general to come up with like such a simple concept or take an idea that's been around for a while now and then craft it in your own style to where it is it like perceived as entirely different than what it was so for this case and scenario i think the i think that the weapon fusion type of stuff is great i feel that the uh subsequential like building materials to create your own crafts or your own like you're saying like your own boat your own freaking balloon like hot air balloon your own like type of jet things and stuff oh my gosh i could just see people including myself spending hours just go and just messing around inside the open world and see what type of crazy crap i can build <laughs> like i thought of like two or three different things just watching i knew a play it's like oh you know what why don't i just don't want that why don't i just don't want to build that boat why don't I just have that log and stuff and just put the jet propeller and see what happens you know just like that type of stuff just decorated or yeah it's it impressed me absolutely it impressed me because of how simple the game play not just how simple like some of the concepts were but also how just fun they seemed in regards to just watching the demonstration i i felt like the 10 minutes was exactly the right amount in terms of showcasing what you needed to show with this game i mean yes there are people that want to know more about the story which they will sooner or later if not if they've already went through and spoiled it for themselves with any type of leaks online supposedly but uh, the game the game makes me more excited I mean, I'm glad they waited for like a couple months or so or like a month and a half before the game releases to show us a bit more gameplay because it answered certain questions that I had personally like, what's the new what's the gimmick inside this one? You can't just do the same thing as like, say, how Breath of the Wild did. I mean, granted, a sequel's purpose is to evolve concepts from the original game and make Mm -hmm. them better. I mean, good examples of that, you know, it's like, you have original games say, oh, I don't know, you have Mega Man. Let's just get that. This is an old school reference here. You have Mega Man, you know, great platformer, great game and stuff. But the sequel to a Mega Man 2 improved upon everything, like in almost every single way. Because it's like, you have better weapons, you have better game design in terms of the levels, you have better, more memorable boss battles. And on top of that, that was considered one of the best ones of that entire series, is because Capcom at the at the freaking uh <laughs> well anyway capcom at the freaking time you know did not understand oh well, well, actually they did understand and stuff but uh sorry gables i, yeah. I don't i don't know i didn't mean oh, yeah. like so people can't see this on our skype call there's like a react thing and it kept popping up on my screen and i was trying to get it to go away and i actually clicked on it and then it just made a bunch <laughs> of like faces pop up on gables screen and threw them off i apologize for that oh Oh, yes. But like I was saying, it's like Capcom pretty much outdid themselves with a sequel to the original Mega Man. Kind of much like what I'm seeing with Breath, with like Tears of the Kingdom here over Breath of the Wild. I'm excited just for seeing 10 minutes of gameplay. So getting my hands on on it and seeing the amount of scale and amount of things I can do inside that game. 
that leaves me wanting to play more or just get into it right away. So it was effective. It was awesome. And it was well, well put together. What do you think, Tyler? So I was pretty positive with it. Um, You know, I think if you listen for a long time, you know, like I am not like as high on breath of the wild as most. Um, And I don't think I'm not saying it's a bad game or it's just, it didn't hit for me in the same way like other games did. Um, that's why it was seventh on my my top ten list that year, in 2017. And I'm not I don't do that I'm not doing that in a troll way. I just like I said it did not hit for me in the same way other people like for me it's like with gaming like uh, and I understand like people like they love like Skyrim or like some of the Fallout games stuff like that where it's like yeah there's like a story here but really like just go out and explore and find your own fun kind of thing. Um, right. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm just a dumb consumer like I want you to just like you know, show me the fun, you know? Um, and like, obviously I, didn't, I don't love like the weapons or abilities. I'm like, this, none of this is like, I'm not mad about any of this stuff. Like I'm not like bitching, and complaining about it. it. Just didn't hit for me on that same level. But I still like, I still understand why it's one of the greatest games of all time. I'm never going to argue with anybody that it's not. Um, but I, I came away really impressed by what they showed here because I felt like what they, sh- well, all the things they showed here was like, so you, some of the cool stuff about um, Breath of the Wild to me wasn't actually like I put like 50 hours in that game. Um, it's funny because like I talk about like yeah the game I didn't love the game as much as others but I still put 50 fucking hours into it. It's probably the most game I played game of that year for me. Um, and the best parts was like going on Twitter and just like seeing like cool fucking video or YouTube and seeing cool fucking videos of some like crazy shit people would do, like with the mechanics and just like yeah. like we see people like get a cart fucking hit it a bunch of times with the stasis thing and then shoot themselves up to the sky. Um, or like we, we've seen like our, some of the shit people do with the durability, stuff like that. So like everything we saw from this honestly was like, instead of like making them like find some cool ways to do that with this, with this, with those systems, what if we just like do that system? We put that system in the game so they can just do that. You know, off the jump and then they can find their shit to do with these new systems we have so it's like you know that's the system like i said like shooting yourself in the sky that's just the thing you do in this game now and then also there's skylands nice. in the game where you can just go up in the island on the islands in the sky um you know like the, the like a lot of people like some people did not love the durability of weapons which i didn't either but um mm-hmm. you know i i don't like i'm not complaining about it i just wasn't for me uh but like hey Here's a way to work around that. Oh, you got a tree branch with a break? Fucking fuse it with a goddamn rock. Uh, and boom, you got a fucking got a much stronger weapon, and it's probably going to last a lot longer. Um, oh, yeah, you have this long stick? Cool. Attach a fucking pitchfork to it and make it 12 feet fucking long. Okay. Gables, the first thing I want to do is I want to find every long stick and pitchfork in the game, and I'm going to build the longest goddamn weapon in the history of mankind. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want it to stand straight up. And I want to go to the tippy top of the goddamn world. I want to lay it flat. I want to lay it yeah. flat and then walk across it, across the goddamn world. Um, like that's the cool shit I see out. It's like, or like the one where you can like jump. I can't remember what it's called, but where you can jump uh, and go through like the ceilings of things. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the ascend. We're like, ability, yes. I love that because it's like some of the times the most frustrating thing in the game is like you get to like the very like just the climbing aspect of it. Like I got, I'm so close to the top. You run out of stamina. Or here comes a fucking storm, and it's like I'm just gonna fall right fucking down. 
Um, and that could be like, I know for a lot of people, they love that challenge for me. It's like, it's like that death training effect where it's like, I fucking hate this. I just want to get to the goddamn top of this goddamn <laughs> mountain. Um, and like, I love the fact that like, Hey, like it's just, they are like doing some cool systems, but also like fixing things. I think for me, uh, for someone like me that didn't love some of those things and just making it easier at the same time. So like, and I wonder like, are they going to bring back some of the old stuff? Or are they going to like, oh, is that stuff gone? We didn't see the, with the Sheikah slate, I think is what it's called in the first game. Um, so we don't know if those old powers are back. Um, but yeah, like I was blown away. Like, um, I'm curious, like what's, what's going on. Like, I guess for me, the biggest thing, I'm like, I don't I'm not say I need to see it, but like, I, I, to me is like, what, like, what are we doing in this game? Like, what is like, cause we like, so like I, I, when I was watching that, I did the live react, like my big thing I kept talking about was like the part where he jumps from the, from the Island and he like falls down to the water. And he like, like uh-huh. the guy's like, you know, looking around. I'm like, this is the money shot right here. This is the thing that like game explain and every goddamn gamer in the world is going to freak out about and spend hours investigating, trying to find every little yep. thing to explore. And like big thing, you can see shrines, you know, little dungeons, nothing like that. Like we did, there's a lot of things we just didn't see. And it's like, like, okay. So like, what is the game? What is the goal of this game? What's the story? What's the thing that moves along? And I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to keep this, like the first game, obviously defeat Ganon. Well, that was the ultimate goal they gave you right away. And you can do that in minutes if you wanted to. Um, and like, I think that's still going to stick around, but I like, I think for obviously for most people like that aren't going to, aren't that skilled at the game or, you know, at least right away, the people that want to explore or do things like, are there dungeons? Are there shrines? Is there something completely different? Like what is, what's happening in this game? Like, cause the first thing we were seeing from this game is Zelda and Link go down below and yep. underground. It's like, is that actually going to play a factor in the game? Or is it like the opening cutscene? Um, because, like, people, like, I don't, I, you know, I, I talk about, like, Elden Ring didn't hit for me either. But, like, one of the big things, like, the biggest moments of the game, of, of, of the games last year for people was, like, you, like, finding out hours of the game that there's a whole, you know, there's, like, yeah, there's the main area of the game. But also there's a whole yeah. system of caves underground that you find, you discover, you know, 10, 20 oh, yeah. hours of the game. There's a whole another map down here. Like, are we going to have that moment? Or as the sky is that thing, is there going to be a sky and underground? Like, because, like, I'm not, like, super bummed about the fact there's, like, this, like, we're, we're going back to, like, the Breath of the Wild map. Like, and you could see, like, right away, like, the first thing you see is you see, like, the fucking place where you get your, you first get your horse at in the first game. And it's, like, it looks pretty identical. Like, you look around, like, a lot of looks, I'm sure there's going to be some minor differences here and there, but, like, for the most part, it's the same map. And I can understand why people are a little disappointed in that. Like I understand like people that are not like um, this seems like this game was like they just spent the last five, six years just working on the gameplay and the mechanics of this game. Obviously like they're adding the sky stuff and there's probably more shit we don't know about, but like instead of like focusing on building a new map, it's like, what if we just build upon the map? And the big thing we did, we do know about this. It was like years ago. Um, I can't remember. It might have been uh, in Anuma. Anuma. I can never say his name. Yeah, Anuma. Anuma. Um, talk about this was originally supposed to be DLC that they were gonna make a whole another DLC thing on top of the season pass, and then they huh. turned this into like a full game. So, uh, which is new. Like we see this happen all the time, uh, with games. But it's also not new inside Zelda either. Is because Monjura's Mask started as a DLC for of Ocarina D- of Time for the 64 yeah. DD until 
Miyamoto challenged Inuma to go and finish the Zelda game in about a year, and that's how Majora's Mask yeah, was made. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I say, yeah, it's not like this happens all the time in gaming. So, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, I don't. I'm like I said, like for me, it's like what the mechanic stuff. Like I'm, like, I'm more excited now than I was before. Like, and not to say I wasn't like, I wasn't. It's mm. like definitely like was not like in my most hype games of the year, but like it was definitely it was on the list, but it wasn't like in the top five. And it's like, now it's like, it's just, I'm like, definitely, I think maybe part of that too, is that we just haven't seen anything from this game. And now the fact we have, it's like, okay, now I'm really excited for this game. And just some of the new mechanics, yes. I think for something like, it looks like it's going to help relieve some of the pain points for me. And that's the thing I'm most excited about. Um, but Gables, let's move on. To some less exciting news here. It's been a real up and down episode here. Um, multiverses yes. is shutting down. Uh, so yep. I, I love the Mandela effect that Multiverses is doing by saying they were in open beta this whole time. Uh, like news to me. Huh. Um, they didn't seem no, like they I think were. They said early yeah. access, but like, uh, which, which games go early access all the time, but then they just eventually become 1.0. Uh, but now apparently this yes. one's been open in beta since July. Uh, it's a, what nine, ten month open beta. Um, so the game will be pulled from stores digitally on April fourth. Uh, but if you've downloaded it, you can still re-download it. Um, servers will go down in June, but you can still play offline. So, like, if you want to do training or you want to do, like, uh, couch co-op, you can do that. Um, any purchase right. you, made, you made in the game will not be, be refunded. But um, when, you, when the game comes back, you, you'll have everything back. Uh, and they are playing on the game coming back ah. in early 2024. Um, so weird because, like... So like one, there's like, there's like, I remember in, I think July when it launched, um, it was the number one best-selling game on the MPD list. But yes, even though the was. game was free to play because so many people bought the, um, the, like the, the day one, like bundle thing, like the, like the $25, yes. you know, here's everything pass, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Like that's how, and like on top of that, like they've announced, they've released new characters since there are DLC that you can buy. It has an in-game currency system, like a lot of these games do, which no shade towards them. Um, but I think I think the truth in the matter of this is, we've seen there's been some reports and we've talked about it. Is like you look on obviously Steam isn't everything, um, but you look on Steam on average there's less than a thousand people per day playing the game i'm sure there's more people yep. playing on the consoles than steam but that's still i mean that probably gives you an idea where where it is um you know and i mean that game like i think over 20 million people played it on uh, the first like month uh and it was really popular we both played it i enjoyed it for what it was but like it was not like oh my god i keep playing this thing um but yeah i mean it, it's it's the issue we were talking about forever with live service games where it's just like we are at a point where we, we see this all the time where it's just like, it's hard to really to have those long legs, you know, where you can last for, you can have that instant, like you can have, you can, you can have those moments. Um, but it's, it's hard to keep the momentum of that where, yeah, cool. Like Gables, and I jumped in. I think I played it for a couple hours. I think Gables maybe played it for an hour or so and moved on. Excuse me. I didn't mean to burp in the microphone there. Um, but moved on rather quickly and i'm sure a lot of people did the same thing um but i i think 
the truth is in there when you start looking into more of like what's been going on with the game. So a big some of the big things that were going on was like they were doing, I believe it was every other week they were introducing new characters and then it slowly but surely became like once a month and then every six weeks and then there were like seasons. And then I think season three was supposed to start at the end of, I think it was initially the end of March and then it was supposed to be like early April. Uh, yep. So they delayed that and then now the game's shutting down. So it seems like the big issue is here is two things. One, player count. Two, content. Mm -hmm. Which, obviously, the two most important uh, important things of a free-to-play live service game, or even just a live service game in general, like content and players. Like, you need, those are the the two things, those are the lifeblood of what you're making here. Um, And I've seen a lot of people like uh, Dave Lang from, uh, fuck, Iron Galaxy. Uh, he's talking about that. He's they, they're pretty big on ports. They also they did the Rumbleverse, and their game just got you know their game just got shut down. Uh, just I believe last month or two months ago. Uh, and he I, yeah. I was listening to an, uh, an interview he was doing with Jeff Gritzman, and he was talking about like they're talking about this because that was kind of fascinating him just going through that. Um, and he said this is probably like the smartest thing that you can do. Um, you know, like is just take it down and come back. Uh, because um, you know, instead of just like putting it out a little too early, I mean, you put it out and you think it's, you think you're good. And then, you know, you're trying to like fix, like you start seeing things, issues, and you're just trying to like patch shit together with fucking bubble gum and duct tape. Um, and it's like, well, this thing's live. We can't take it. If we take it down, we're going to lose revenue. We're going to lose all this. We're going to, we're done. Um, and maybe this just go silent for a while. Um, this is the best chance they have to come back and strong. And I think when they do come back, um, I think they will come back and they will obviously be way stronger than what they were now. Uh, but will they be what they were, you know, in July? Probably not. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot of things to be upset about here. I, I, I understand like if you were someone that paid money for this game, I'm sure there's some fucking whales in this game that I probably spent a large chunk probably. of money. Not, maybe not, thousands or hundreds of dollars, but probably, you know, 50 for the price of, of, of a full price game or maybe a hundred bucks on all this content. And then it's like, cool. It's like, I just can't play this stuff anymore. Unless I do training mode um, for six months to a year. Cause they're saying they're planning on coming back early 2024. If it shuts down. In, but does that mean they may materialize? Yeah. So if it shuts down in June, minimum six months to nine months, that it's going to be down for it. And like, that's if it doesn't get delayed. Like, so I understand completely as a consumer, like if being upset about this, um, but mm-hmm. I think long-term, this might be the only thing they can do because we've seen this over and over again. Like once you get, people always want to point out, like it's the thing I was talking about all the time. People always want to point out the one that a millions like rainbow, rainbow six siege, or No Man's Sky, um, or like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen, shit like that. Like they want to point to those, like, hey, these guys did it. But I'm like, cool. Like, but the problem is, is we don't remember the other thousand that didn't do that, that couldn't do that, that were unable to do yep. that. Um, it's like, like Anthem or Bubble yeah, like, Fall. yeah. Because the problem is, is like we don't think about them because they came out and a week later we didn't think about them again, and then we just totally forgot about them. And like I totally, I didn't even think of Anthem or Babylon's Fall. Babylon's Fall got shut down. Two weeks ago, a month ago, 
less yeah, than a year. It didn't last a year. Um, and that's the thing. I was like, it's always easy. It's like, it's to use a football term. Everybody freaks out about like you know, these like short quarterbacks, uh, in in football, because Drew Brees did it. I was like, cool. Drew Brees is like is is a Hall of Fame, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he was like he's five foot eleven. Um, yeah. I was like, well, Drew Brees did it, so short quarterbacks work. I was like, well, no, just he did it. <laughs> like that's that's it. No one else. Like we've seen all these short quarterbacks get drafted high, and like people will spend a bunch of money on these short quarterbacks, and they don't work out. But it's like, well, Drew Brees did it. No. Nope. Like, we just keep hearing that over and over again. Well, Drew Brees did it. Well, Drew Brees did it. And I'm losing my fucking mind about the Gables. We're doing it again this in this draft, and I, I can't do it anymore. It's, it's like it's the same thing. Is we people always talk themselves into it. And it's like live service as, as, as a whole is like we hear these we we, we see these like probably it's, it's always the big wigs that are like well we want that it's like cool well, that's like one in a million well they yeah. did it that's not how shit works and now we talk about over and over again about these live service games where it's like every other week we talk about a big one going down it feels like sometimes more than one a week go down and I I said I think uh like a month ago or so. Cause like what, like knockout city and a bunch like went down in like a one week or two week span. And yeah, it was a lot of live service notices like, or February, down, I think? like announcements and stuff. And a couple of, it was like over the span of a yeah. few weeks. And we're all like, what the heck yeah. is going like, on knockout here? Knockout city, Marvel's Avengers, rebel verse, a couple others too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is what's going to suck is, you know, we talk about these, how long development cycles are nowadays. Where I still feel like we're gonna have two, three more years of a lot of these big ones coming out, because they're so far mm-hmm. in, they can't, you know, they can't stop it. They like they the, the game no. is what it is. It's like Suicide Squad, they can delay a thing a year. The game is what it is. Um, it is you know. what it is, and regardless of what they're gonna go through to edit to try to improve some things, at its core is a live service game that gamers are not gonna yeah. shake. And like if you can, if I. I'm, I'm not rooting for anybody here to fail. I don't want. I don't care about multiverses, but I don't want to fail either. Um, I'm not rooting for suicide. I want. Like I got to talk about over and over again. I want to pay seventy dollars for Suicide Squad. I want to. I want to give you that money. Uh, like I, you tell me, Rocksteady. Like I said, Rocksteady making a Suicide Squad game. Sign me the fuck up. And then we see the game. It's like I don't want anything. I don't want to fucking touch that goddamn game. Um, I don't. Know, just it just sucks. I I hope the game comes out. I hope they hit their targets. Hope it comes back, and it's widely successful. Uh, you know, I know ill, like I said, right. no ill will towards them. I, I hope it works out. Hope for the fans of the game it works out. But um, Gables will have to wait and see. Absolutely. But uh, let's move on here, Gables. Um, one second here. All right, Gables. Let's get into MPDs. They changed the name, and I'm not a fan of it, Gables. Uh, they're now okay. Well, they changed it they, too. Um, so they merged with a company called Circana, C I R C A N A. Um, I'm just gonna call them MPD still. Um, Canada PD. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Canada MPDs. Um, no. Uh, so overall video game sales in February. It's all February twenty uh, for 2023. Um, compared to February 2022. Overall, video game sales are up six percent. Um, okay. This is in this year, is, over yeah, year. year over year. So this is in money wise. This is in like individual sales. But some of the big stuff here. So video games like content. So that's like 
people buying games, DLC, subscriptions, stuff like that. Only up 1% year over oh. year. That's Accessories surprising. up 13%. That's like, you know, obviously like oh. controllers, stuff like that. Controllers. But headphones. Yep. The big thing though, Gable, is hardware. That's consoles. Up 68% year over year. Um, Availability of PS5 and Xbox Series yep. consoles and also the people that want to buy in multiple different switches. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's readily apparent. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, the big thing is that we've finally seen like uh, we've been seeing uh, hardware sell go up and up and up big major percentages the last few months. Uh, that is kind of like the sign. That's like the telltale sign that people could finally get those Xbox Series X's and PS5's. Oh, especially yeah. Especially for the holidays and seems like they're, you know, and we actually, we surprisingly, Gables, uh, the PS5 has dropped back down to its regular price in a few countries. So that's pretty awesome to hear yeah. that. I mean, hell, we it's like I know for a fact it's like things have stabilized in regards to like uh, availability for PS5, where I can go into like a local retailer like Walmart and I can still see consistently having like about maybe two to four or something, maybe like every couple weeks or something like that, or. Hell, last time I went to Costco and stuff, they had a full display with about like freaking ten wow. PS5s or something like that on sale. You know, inside their main thing, I'm like, this is the God of War bundle, and so the Ragnarok cool. bundle and stuff. And it's like, we come from, we come to this as opposed to being those consoles releasing in the pandemic stuff, super hard People to come by. Grand. Three years later, like paying two grand for a PS5, which, you know what? If you have that much money to spend, I mean, for God's sake, spend it on some freaking like ways to help your mental health. Well, I mean, you know God's what, Gables, sake. I will say but... PS5 is considerably help my mental health, so uh, you know, maybe it's worth it for them. Well, hey man, it's hard arguing with that. I use mine every day too, whether or not I'm playing games or watching YouTube or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's awesome to see. Like, yeah, like you said, like uh, I went to GameStop earlier this year. It was the first time I seen a uh, PS5 in the wild. Um, and when I went and picked up Resident Evil 4 last week, I, there was a Xbox, couple of Xbox Series X's sitting in the back there. So, um, so yeah, yep. I mean, definitely getting more, more. I don't, I'm not, I don't go to Walmart's, I don't go to, um, you know, GameStop super often. So, uh, yeah, um, but anyway, that's cool to see. But uh, Gables, let's get into the NPDs here. Big month yeah. for February. We got a top 20 list here. Gables, seven brand new games in the top 20 list. Big month. Wow. Gables, you haven't seen the list yet, so I want you to let, let's. I want you to guess. Try to try to name seven of those games that came out in February that are on this list. Oh my God! The games that released in well, it's February. It's hard because typically the like the NPDs are like earlier in the month. It's hard because it's it can, huh? it's it's literally the, it's the last day of March, and uh, we're just not getting this NPD list. So. All right, I think one. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark here. Off the bat, Traveler Two. Yep, number ten. Okay, let's see. Kirby Return to Dreamland, I think. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So far, a couple of these you won't hit because oh, they're like gosh. they're. Um, one, okay, I'll give you one. Uh, it's number sixteen. Companies of Hero. Three. Oh, never, I don't think you ever would have guessed that Companies one. Companies of Hero. Oh my gosh, though. I mean, this is gonna one sneaking in number twenty spot. It is a game that you loved in the 3DS. It's the sequel. It's, all, it's a big game that came to Switch. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a, oh, it's yeah. not a Switch, Nintendo game, but big game. 
Oh, it was on the 3DS and stuff that I enjoyed a lot. Oh, yeah, Theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy yep. Bar Line. Number that 20. one, that released last mm-hmm. month as well. God, you're just naming off the games that I still need to fucking try to find in regards to the Switch. Ha! Because, fun fact, those three games that released last month for Nintendo Switch, all three of them have, like, 80-plus review scores, like, collaborated stuff on Open Critic mm-hmm. and Metacritic alike. But, uh, okay, I've named three of the top. Three out of the seven. Yeah. Well, we got really four cool. because companies here. Like so, so three more. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! You want me to give you a hint to Let's develop see. some of these? Yeah. All right. EA yeah. developed one of them. Okay, so it's not Dead Space because nope. Dead Space yep. was January. That is number three in the list, though. Okay, that is number three in the list. I mean, goddamn! I mean, I'm glad That's it did that, awesome. but. Uh, um okay so ea did this one i played this game it's not a sports game (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's kind of a little bit hard to i know it's kind of a little bit hard to remember because i when i think of ea i think of sports games um you want me to tell you who developed this game koi techno oh no 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 no, no, wild hearts wild hearts god damn it (laughs) <laughs> all right two left gables you're so, gonna kick yourself with one of these though so, probably it's probably on nintendo nope, as nintendo. well neither one on nintendo oh. one is made by sega though oh. it's a remake that never came to the united oh states God. before last month i believe it's uh, on uh, your uh, uh your uh fans critic team too oh my gosh yeah probably Trying to think about it now. <laughs> so Sega made it. It was released last month, and it's on my fantasy it's a critic remake. stuff. Jeez. It's a remake of a game that never came to the United States before. Oh my god, Tyler! I'm drawing a blank. Like a Dragon <laughs> Oh, there. Yeah, um, that's right. It was a PS3 game in japan but it was remade yeah like a dragon Ishin. i should have and then number one. one yeah mm-hmm. number one on the list <clears throat> one one of the best-selling games of the year so far okay so this is number one one of the best-selling games so we had wild hearts i mean wulong fallen dynasty was another one i think i just named uh wulong but, is not on the uh, list wulong came out march 3rd wulong's on Okay, March third. Okay, so that was early March release. All right. Walmart's number eight. Uh, I'm going to start from 20 Gables, and if you think of it, let me know. All right. Okay. Number 20, Theater Rhythm, Final Mm -hmm. Bar Line. Number 19, NBA 2K23. Mind you, Take Two, Nintendo do not give out digital sales. Um, Number 18, all the way up to 41, Last of Us Part 2. Number 17, Holding Strong, Sonic Frontiers. Number 16, Company Heroes mm-hmm. 3. Number 15, Kirby's Dreamland. Return to Dreamland. Number 14, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Number 13, Mario Kart 8. Number 12, as always, Minecraft. Number 11, God of War mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Number 10, Octopath yep. Traveler 2. Number 9, Like a Dragon Ishin. Number 8, Wild Hearts. Number 7, Elden Ring. Number 6, Last of Us Part 1. Um, last month it was number 11, mm-hmm. so back it's in the top 10 now. Um, number 5, FIFA 23, number four, Bad NFL 23, uh, <laughs> number three, Dead Space 3, EA games in a row, the top five. 
Number two, mm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And number one, the last brand new game, Gables, you're going to kick yourself when I say it. Any, any last guess? Mm. Is it on my no, fantasy critic thing? Oh, probably nope. on yours, right? <laughs> okay, just Hogwarts say Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Yeah, so uh, uh, one of the best-selling games of the year so far. I should have. So, uh, no big surprise there. It's a big IP, so I think like uh, like yes, Lego, um, the other WB game last year, uh, Lego Star Wars. Um, yeah, was Lego the Star best selling game of the year last year. Was it third? Yeah, third behind Call of Duty Marvel for two and uh, Elden Ring. So uh, no shock there. I think most people thought that was gonna be. That's probably gonna be one of the best selling games of the year. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty exciting list here, Gables. Um, I mean, it was yes. Fucking February, seven brand new games on the list and. I mean, what, Dead Space, if you had Dead Space in there, that is eight games that came out in 2020, or, you know, in the, you know, already, or 2023, rather, Jesus, what year is it? Um, and then in the top, the top 20 list, so pretty fucking awesome. When nearly half the list is consistent on new games releasing this year, it's definitely a great month. Yeah, a couple of surprising things, like Atomic Heart uh, was not there. Um, but yeah. I wonder if, um, that was one of those things where maybe it was a bigger deal because, uh, game pass, but it was chicken and egg thing here. Was it bigger because of game pass or was it, um, you know, was it actually big and the fact it was a bigger game and then it was on game pass made it bigger. I don't know. Um, and then also for spoken, uh, out of the top 20. So, uh, which I think the last month it was like 12th or something. So it, it, it um, yeah, it not. Did not seem like it did really well. Oh no, it's actually Forspoken was last month was seventh. So, um, so far this year, it's actually the tenth highest selling game Forspoken is for copies oh. sold. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, pretty cool. I mean, Wild Hearts being in there is pretty awesome. I th- I like that game a lot. Uh, the only reason I didn't, I played like the first like the first section of the part that's available for uh, EA Play members. Uh, I think the, I put like three or four hours into it. Um, I didn't play the only reason I didn't buy it was because it was like uh it's like a 60 70 hour game I'm like I'm good I'll pass uh there's there's just way yeah. too many big games coming out right now for me to um sink a bunch of time into that game there really is a lot of long ass games that are releasing in a short amount of time yeah I mean I, we got like you know I'm playing Resident Evil 4 right now and for like two weeks away from horizon um uh, advanced wars and uh, fucking uh, Star Wars, Redfall, mm-hmm. and Zelda all releasing in like a three-week span. So, uh, yep, that's just the shit I care about. That doesn't even count. Like, there's like a Dead Island in there. There's a couple other games in there as well. So, uh, I'll give us anything you want to say about that list. Otherwise, though, honestly, it's really awesome to see a lot of games that were released this year and make it into the top twenty of. Uh, the February NPD list and stuff. Hogwarts Legacy, that's crazy good how they managed to turn like negative situation to a positive in that regards and also in terms of making a lot of profit in regards to like gamers really interested in wanting to play this game and stuff. I mean, I'm happy for the developers after facing so much adversity and stuff managed to go forth and have this game not only succeed, but most potentially is going to be very lucrative for the end of the year, obviously. I'm also incredibly happy to see like uh, games 
being showcased, say, like Wild Hearts, like, say, Octopath Traveler 2 and, like, Kirby and, like, the Theater of the... That Theater of the Barline game, I'm very surprised that made it to yeah. the top 20. What's because the price of that game? Usually rhythm games. That game is, like, about a 50, maybe 50, $60 game and stuff, but you have, like, a bunch of DLC you can download different tracks of, like, from specific games that you can do. I played the demo of that for both the PS5 and also for the Switch. It's really addictive, and it's pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, other than that, though, I mean, those are the those are the biggest positives from that. Plus, it was probably some of the biggest surprises, just seeing how well a lot of them did. Like, the consistency of good games releasing in the yes. month of February is really astonishing. It's, uh, yeah, you're right, 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. Um, so, like, I was talking about, like, I like looking at these. Like, I feel like the important part of these, like, MPDs is, like, I like seeing them because like it, it kind of takes us out of that bubble of like sometimes mm-hmm. like you know we are like in the hardcore gaming bubble like you have all the time like oh like if we if we just looked at our bubble like Madden FIFA NBA 2K23 uh, Call of Duty dead franchises <laughs> but like obviously they're not uh, there are just a lot of people out there that just buy the games and don't know what's going on and like I feel like Hogwarts yep. Legacy like that like you talk about that the, all the bullshit going on online about that. Um, yeah, I think that's very much one of those things that's very online, and I'm sure most people that bought that game have no idea about all the shit going on online. So, yep. um, yeah, that's that's why I always like look at this because it kind of gives me an idea of, like what's going on in the actual world of video games. Like we like we hear stuff people talk about like oh like the PS5 is more readily available, the Xbox Series X is more re- readily available. Well, now we know for a fact it's uh, hardware sales are up 68 uh, percent year over year. So it's yes. like, that's the kind of shit I love seeing about these. Uh, MPDs are the Circana, Circana, whatever. I don't like it. Um, I don't like change. The I'm too old for change, Gables. Um, but Gables, something I'm not too old for. Let's get into other news this week. Gables, we talked about last week jokingly, and I'm going to take full credit for this. You and I will take full, full credit <laughs> for this. Um, Guys, we're getting a remaster, Gables. It's rumored to be happening. Uh, so uh, Xbox um, Era, who uh, popular podcast out there, they are known for um, some pretty big leaks out over the years, mostly on the Xbox side, obviously. Uh, but they've yeah. got a really good track record. Um, a couple of the guys, on, one of the guys on there, I think Nick was his name. I don't know too much about them. Uh, I just know a lot of leaks come from them. I uh, mentioned that. There is a remaster of Skies of Arcadia in the works. He even mentioned that he's seen some screenshots of it. Um, but Cables, it's a remaster of a. So there's a there's the there's a, the 2000 version that came to Dreamcast, and then there was the port mm-hmm. in 2003 that came to GameCube. Skies of Arcadia yep. Legends, uh, which is kind of like the director's cut of the game. Um, I want it so fucking bad, Gables. Ah. I want to know what's going on with yes. Vice. Aka, drama. I want to see some gigas. That sounds wild. That sounds, whew. That sounds that's that's a hard word to say without being problematic. Um, I, but yes, I understand the excitement. Oh my god! For going back, I, I have so the the music in the game is fantastic. Um, the the world of Arcadia, the six moons. Um, oh my. God, I I cannot. I hope this is so real. I will. I, I I will I will buy everything I have to do to make this game 
financially successful. <laughs> I will buy a million copies. I will take out several loans if I have to, to buy up every copy so that maybe we can get Skies of Arcadia too. Um, mm. Still mad that the, they, they were working on that and they canceled it, the sequel. Um, I, don't mm. I, I, hope, I honestly hope that they do the Skies of Arcadia Legends remaster though, not the Dreamcast version. Right. Because obviously the, well, the GameCube version had um, more content in it. Um, yes. And then also it ran better. And then also uh, they like cut way down on the uh, random battles because like the, I heard the Dreamcast one was terrible for random battles. Um, so I like the fact that uh, I, I hope I hope they do that. Um, obviously because the GameCube was way more powerful than the Dreamcast. But uh, man, I uh, I'm just like I just have like all these moments of that game flashing before my eyes right now because I I played that game I replayed the game so many fucking times um and there's maybe like as far as like a remaster from like that era like there's not a lot that i want at this point it's like there's this and like nfl street volume two like that's the list just make those two things happen uh gables what about you well like i was stating previously in regards to GameCube remakes, I had mentioned that Skies of Arcadia Legends was one of the ones that I wanted to see happen. And that had the possibility of actually happening. So hearing more credence of the rumblings of rumors of that potential remaster being in progress. I mean, that's pretty shocking and also it's pretty hilarious, too, that randomly in the random work day, I get a text from you saying, hey, did we happen to get this into... Did we manifest like, this? Hope this into existence? Yeah, yeah exactly. And what's kind of hilarious about it, it's like, not only that these rumors are starting to pop up, but yeah, it's making me think of good potential ways of like how Skies of Arcadia Legends can be remastered from the ground up, new graphics, new conveniences, maybe maybe an extension in regards to the whole story. Well, it just sounds like itself. this will just be I like mean, an HD remaster, not like the full blown thing that you can. This is not gonna be like a red. This be this will yeah. be like more like a Metroid Prime rather than like a Resident Evil Four. Yeah, well that's yeah. fine by me. I'll take I mean, it'll okay. be played on modern hardware. But yeah, I'm really happy to see if this is gonna potentially be revealed. Hopefully oh, soon. Summer Game Fest. Jeff Keighley, don't let me down. What do I need to do, Jeff Keighley? I will flate you on on live stream right now. If I have to. Come here. I'll get on my knees. I don't care. Whatever I gotta no, do, no. Just please God, give me this goddamn game. What, what what's the price I gotta pay? I'll take it all. Zip. Yeah. <laughs> take the whole thing, and then I'll pay for it. I'll pay for the copy myself. I don't care. What if he's watching right now? If I just said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably well. This this dude is like really, is really sick in the mind. It is. DM for Jeff Keeley. What's your address? Like, uh... <laughs> you just hear a jet flying overhead. It's like, did he catch a yeah, God damn, he took the... <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Bill Trenton's like, uh, as Jeff Keighley's lawyer, uh, what you said is legally binding. And, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, we will perform that right now. He's like, you know, you're right. You're right. Let me go, let me go get my knee pads. Um, I can't believe Gables does this podcast with me still. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't quit. Uh, you're, you're muted, Gables. 
But like I said, I just drift yeah, in and that's out. That's true. Yeah. Gable's always better. He knows that. Um, he just stops listening to me after about 20 seconds because he knows I stop listening to myself after 20 seconds. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> he's a smart man. He knows me better than myself. Um, Gables, let's, let's, uh, let's move on before I say any more. Before I legally buy myself any more fellatio. Uh, <laughs> what is this podcast? It's one in the morning. Leave me alone. Um, let's go with what we've been playing. Gables, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You know, uh, let's have you go first okay. with this one. Um, so I've just been playing more uh, Resident Evil uh, 4 uh, remake. Uh, I am on well into chapter 14. Did I... yeah. Fuck. Oh, no, I saved. I saved. I was like, I just looked over my, I thought I put my PS5 in rest mode, but it's off. I'm like, shit, did I save? Uh, I did save. Um, so I'm pretty close. I'm on the island now um, to finish mm-hmm. it again. There's 16 chapters. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm really close to the end. I'm still blown away. I've talked about it over and over again. This is one of my favorite games of all time. This is in my childhood. This is the third most important game of my lifetime. Uh, just because, you know, behind Pokemon Yellow and Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, it just, you know, turned me into the game I am today. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I'm continually blown away by, like, I talk about over, I'm not like, you gotta fuck it. I'm not like super, like, don't change anything or, don't fuck with the story. I'm not like that guy. Like I, I fix that fully on board, like modern day gameplay uh, with some changes. I love the, what the, they've added to the game as far as like adding content to the game, but also like changing up the story a little bit. Like where Ashley isn't just this weird yo girl with like jiggly boobs. That's just like the damsel in distress. Uh, and like they did a good job with like, cause you know, back in those days, like uh, in that era where like, every fucking game just had like escort missions. And like this whole game was like an escort mission yep. and she could be extremely annoying at points. Cause she was completely worthless. Cause she can't fight. She can't do anything like that. And they did a good job where like, she can't like, she still can't fight, but it's, they did a good job of like, I think that'd be the, that's probably the biggest, oh, biggest hurdle for them. is like a balancing that of like still got to protect her, but also like when you get like in a fight or like they're going for, her, it's like, it's not like, extremely annoying where like like I said you can like you can actually like make commands with her where hey like just be right behind me or hey like back off like get away from me um you know i can see your copy in the background there gables um but um uh, uh, yep it's yep uh, but uh yeah i just I, I like i like that or you can like hide her in lockers stuff like that um but I, I those are the big changes for me like and she's actually like got a little bit of personality and like kind of like a little more backstory stuff like that I uh, like what they like with the stuff that they did with Louise. Like he's like I, I, I'm enjoying like how much more they added to his character and like he's the only he's not really in the game that much in the in the in the original. Uh, adding a little more stuff no. with Ada. There's also been like some leaks about possibly some DLC with Ada um, for her in Resident Evil 4, which I'm hoping it's like mm-hmm. kind of like like if they that is true. Like it's just the DLC where like you're playing as her, but like it's like what she's doing in between the stuff with, you know, while Leon's doing his thing. Oh, um, they've done something similar like yeah, that before. Resident they did that Evil with uh, Resident Evil 6, I believe. And I think they did that in Resident Evil 2, I want to say, too, as well. Um, but yeah, like, I think the gameplay is great. I love, you know, the merchant being back is, is fantastic. Different voice actor. It's a hit the same, but still really good. Um, I like just overall the changes they made, like, like in the, in this game, you get like gunpowder where you can make bullets stuff like that. But like, they do a good job of like 
balancing like the, the hardest parts of these like these survival horror games is like balancing you know like you like having you know like resources like health and ammo and mm-hmm. you know combat and like they do a great job of like I'll have moments where I'm like I have a ton of everything and then there's just like you just like you get through this marathon it's like I have like nine bullets left and like and then they just do they do a great job of like the ups and downs of like exactly what I want of like not only is like the combat like but it's like every sh- like every time I, I miss a shot like I'm just like fuck like when because like I I like I am like I love doing the the shoot the kneecaps take them down do a melee doing the German suplex um, or doing a spinning hill kick um, you know or like the the way that the knife is coming more handy where like you can knock them down then do a do a, like an instant kill with the knife if they're on the ground uh, but your your knife has durability and it's like repair it or you can pick up other knives that you that work once or twice uh throughout the game um i'm loving like the site like the like the merchant gives like has like his own like side missions he gives you and they're not like huge like kill right. like, four rats in this area or shoot on a medallion stuff like that like i'm doing all of that shit i'm finding all of the um the um the collectibles in the game as far as like the jewels stuff like that to like sell or to, like you know to combine with other things to make them more valuable i found all of them in the first two areas i found most of them in the third area uh but there's one gables i'm worried about that i missed that i don't know if i can go back to and i'm not happy about it uh i'm gonna be really pissed off if i do all of this and i missed one um but uh yeah i'm having a i'm having a really good time with it. like they do a great job of this like there's like a there's a whole like boss part that uh, not boss but like a whole like a new enemy that pops up in the island that i completely fucking forgot about uh exists um and you gotta use the thermal scope to kill him i'll just say that for resident Evil 4 fans huh. i completely forgot this fucker exists uh and it is terrifying every time he shows up my like, god fucking damn it um but uh I, I'm, having a, I'm just having a great time like it's it's, it's everything i wanted and more uh, and uh, I know I'll, I'll probably I'll probably have a beaten tomorrow, but yeah. Oh my God, I I'm I'm uh like fifteen hours in right now. Um, so okay. I mean this game is a lot longer than the original one. Uh, but also I, I've I've talked about um I think I talked about last week. I am in these survival horror games. Uh, I am very slow in these games. I search every nook and cranny that I can find. Uh, and I will double, I'll double back to make sure I didn't miss anything, whether it's a barrel or a side room or anything. Cause I want to find everything, uh, in these games. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Um, you know, just kind of, kind of like my thing. And then like, so I'll, I'll be, I'll probably beat it. I'll talk about more next week when I finally beat the game. But, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Gables, what about you? So I've also played a little bit more of like, I played some more of Resident Evil 4 remake I mean, last time I was playing, I was playing the demo and trying to go through the rigmarole stuff of, like, uh, just getting a good experience. Going through it again, this time with the full-on retail version of the game, I just wanted to take my my time going through that village, trying to uh, see what other type of shit that I can go through and do. What's hilarious and stuff is there's a way you could actually gain access to that well inside that main village, like when you first start off in the game. And in order to do that, you have to basically go into that portion without like any weapons including your like your main pistol and this and that and what's hilarious is like i managed to do it maybe once but every time i've tried to do it 
I ended up getting, I ended up dying because all the villagers would swarm me. So I'd have nothing but like my combat knife, right? I go inside the village and I go I'm sweeping to the right and there's as well. You can go down it and there's this chest and you open this chest and oh, there's the TMP. So I get the TMP and stuff and I try to go over and like, this thing is so overpowered though. I mean, for God's sake, you have automatic weapon, like mm -hmm. first thing and stuff. You're just mowing down villagers and stuff would have made it. I would have made it out of that situation with the TMP, if not for the fact that uh, I tried doubling back up the ladder with villagers literally trying to climb down and try to catch me and all this other crap and stuff. But uh, game looks fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. That full-on experience and stuff with the opening village, that was fine. I got a little bit further, obviously. I basically completed all of Chapter 1. Did go forth and enjoy what I have played. I just got to the part where I just encountered the weaves and stuff, and like that tall dude with a freaking hat or yep. something like just attacks Leon and all this other shit. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's basically this is the part of the game and stuff where you go before like basically a boss battle. When essentially that's what I remember of like the Resident Evil Four because there's this one boss in the original Resident Evil Four called Delago, that giant freaking fish. Oh, Gables. No, you're a ways away now. You're I'm a ways away. away. Huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? So something completely different. Unless you, like, well, oh. unless you just run straight to him, then you can get there fairly, you know, not too long. But if you're you're an explorer, you're, you're a little ways away. Oh, well, that's good to know. They added some more, they added some more diversions on my way to there and stuff. So, yeah, that's going to be kind of interesting going through and exploring a little bit more of that because I did explore the main village thoroughly. Got all of the uh, medallions and stuff. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, definitely want to play more of that. Before the eShop closed down this past Monday, I finished the rest of uh, my initial shopping and, and also in terms of games that I wanted to try to get before the, the whole service closed down. <clears throat> One of them being getting a copy of Fire Emblem. Yeah, getting a copy of Fire Emblem Shadows of Valencia. Brand new copy, mind you. Spent a little bit over fifty bucks. That's fine. It's that's fine. Not bad Brand new comparatively. Game. No, no. Compared to other 3DS games that are like, say, Dragon Quest VIII, for example, that game's like over one hundred fifty dollars. And what the game's gonna cost in about three weeks, probably. Well, that's the thing, though. We're seeing the rise now of 3DS games going and spiking up. I mean, some were already expensive before, but some are now starting to go up, little by little. But anyway, I started playing a little bit of that because I thought that by playing through a certain portion of stuff, that would make me gain access to, uh, in order to unlock aspects of buying the DLC. But unfortunately, the game came like an, a day after the initial shutdown of the eShop, you know, so I could not download that freaking that DLC for that game. However, for Fire Emblem Birthright, I did go forth and recheck the DLC for that. And uh, I did buy the initial last major DLC thing for that. So I split up the 3DS purchases in my two chunks. Got a couple games, a couple of the Phoenix Wright games, a lot of their DLC. Then for the second chunk, it's like, got Fire Emblem Revelations, got Fire Emblem like Shadows of Valencia. Just basically the obscure games, the Fire Emblem stuff I targeted that I wanted to get. Very happy I did so. Obviously, I don't have to worry about that. 
I mean, granted, I didn't touch anything in regards to Wii U stuff because I'm perfectly fine with like not buying anything else. How many on copies Wii of letters do you really need, though? You know. Yeah. <laughs> True. But uh, other than that, though, I'm just playing little bits of games here and there while I'm just resting in bed. I actually downloaded that guest pass for Clubhouse games. I was just playing a couple of those, a couple of those board games. There's like four available. But uh, yeah, other than that, though, that's pretty much what I had been playing for the past right. week. Well, very cool. Gables, did you see the video of the people doing the village part in Resident Evil 4 where you could actually shoot the bell? No. Right, so, no, I didn't so, know that. All right, so in Resident Evil 4, when you get to the village, um, you have to basically like like the enemies don't stop coming for like I think it's like four minutes. You just gotta basically just gotta survive. Uh, the smart thing to yeah. do is really just run away instead of wasting ammo and set resources on them. Um, so the, until the eventually the bell will ring, and it'll cut to a cutscene and they all walk yeah. away. Well, you can actually like run upstairs and stuff and go out like on top of the roof, and like it's hard, you, you can barely see it, but you can shoot the bell. Uh, and they'll the, everybody once if you shoot the bell, it'll go off and everybody will leave. Yeah. What? So I didn't you can know that. That's I guess, crazy. So basically, they said that like it's easier to do if you have the rifle, if you have, if you have the scope, new game plus. Oh. But you can you can okay. still do it with the pistol. It's just a lot harder to do. So. That is mind blowing. I wonder if that's in the original I, game. I, that's a good question. I don't know. I. I I think I don't think it is. I think it's just like in this game. But uh, oh my god, that is so much easier than having to deal with the five minutes to try to run around and stuff and wasting yeah, ammo on villagers. Yeah, I got, when I played it, I just ran in circles and tried to avoid everybody, uh, and just try to you know uh, yeah. make sure I didn't. Lo- I just didn't want to waste resources. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I, I thought that was, that was a really cool thing when that video popped up over the over the weekend. So uh, yeah, um, give us. I think we're gonna wrap it up for the week. Um, if you liked all that, please okay. uh, like, follow, subscribe, uh, ring ring the bell so you know when we're going live or post a new episode. Or like sometimes we just do live reactions um, like I did uh, for the for Zelda. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, if you like all that, please like, follow, subscribe, five-star reviews, shares, all that. Uh, description down below for links to everything, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that. So please do all that. Really would appreciate it. But uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I've been Curdle Gables. Until next time, everyone, play freaking Resident Evil 4 Remake. That game is fantastic. But more or less, thank you very much for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Too sweet. Yep. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>